you're listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie. Sorry, I picked up the wrong drink just now. Uh, <laughs> and we're about to do a shot, so... Yeah. One, two, three, go! Go! Oh, that lime is so tart! <laughs> I can't! <laughs> that one went down a whole lot smoother than the last one did. <laughs> I'm just licking my lime wedge. <laughs> it's too sour for me to like bite into. Oh, Ugh. Woo! Woo! Those are potent. <laughs> we might have to do rattlesnake for the next yeah, episode for sure. yeah we will it's uh, yeah for sure uh, okay well yay happy 50th yes happy 50th guys oh we made it yeah. we made it to the big 5-0 we're over the hill yeah i can't believe we've done this many episodes but it's so cool and this has honestly changed my life it's me too me too. Yeah. Speech, 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 speech. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a lovely glass of our $50 autographed wine, wine, wine. Yeah, autographed wine and crime wine that we got at the the, the show in Nashville this past, uh, when was it, July? Uh, July, I yeah. believe, yeah. July. Oh, yeah, my anniversary. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was your anniversary gift to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's so delicious, you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a deep red. Mm-hmm. Mm. <coughs> I went down the wrong pipe. <clears throat> I forgot to smell it you're real well before to, uh, I drank it. You're supposed to smell it and then say, "This is red." <laughs> <laughs> this one has a nice oaky afterbirth. <laughs> what was it? That? Is delicious, you guys. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely. It, it is, is, and I don't like red. Robust and multi-layer. This is what a $50 bottle of wine will get you. This is a good bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. This is from the winery where we saw them, and it is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called either. Like, it's just... Look at the legs. The legs are beautiful. Oh, super clear. And they run down really quick. It is gorgeous and opaque and, oh, God, I just love it. I love this it so much. This is by far the prettiest thing I've ever put in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And me too. <laughs> me too, for sure. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Oh, I feel like a queen. All right. <sighs> well, I hope everyone had a great New Year's still. Yeah. I know it's been a couple weeks, but, you know, <laughs> still hope you're having a great start to new- to your year. What do- Did you have any resolutions you want to share? Um. Yes, I have a a resolution that I'm going to read a book every week. Every um, week? Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah, I just, I need to do it. Jesus so, fuck. Yeah. You're an English major. Yeah. You have to read for school too. Yeah. You're insane. Yeah. You're insane. Mm-hmm. But I can, like a month? Like, I can make read. <laughs> well, I can read fast is the thing and I know oh, I can. that's fair. I can't read fast. So that sounds impossible to me. <laughs> I've literally <laughs> never written a, read a, written? I've never written a book anywhere. Uh, I've ne- literally never read a book in a week in my life. Um, so that is one of my goals. And my other goal is to, um, start going vegetarian and, um, I want As we have steak in a minute. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's, it's still, yeah. <laughs> um, but I am also like trying to lose about 70 more pounds. So, um, Fair. I'm really focusing on that and I'm hoping that, yeah. 
I'm hoping. Don't fill the uh, the gap with like French fries and shit, oh, and you'll be hell fine. No. Yeah, you've no, got to look no, for no. like those uh, really good bowls that you can get at um, at uh, at Panera and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. And protein like bowls. I've also like really found a love for roasted veggies, so I'm just yeah. eating a lot of roasted veggies. And Girl, me too. Yeah. Fucking vegetarian hot wings for the win. Yeah, forever. Thank you, <laughs> hot ones, for bringing that into my life. <laughs> oh my god. Um, my mom uh, has an air fryer. That we've started using a lot now. Okay, so, so that's do you, gonna help. It, it, okay, I've been looking into these. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? Yes, the food is so much better. Okay, and, and it's not—it's not, it's not going to be greasy because no. it's not an oil, so mm, not greasy at all. Okay, I have a friend. I have a couple friends who have air fryers, and they like stick their uh, tortilla chips in there before they have chips and salsa or like mm-hmm. nachos and stuff, and they come out tasting like they've come straight from a restaurant. Oh, you know, like when the chips are hot. Yeah, when you're at a, a Mexican place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they stick them in there for a couple seconds, and oh. then it's like hot, hot, fresh chips. Wow, and it like revitalizes them a little bit if you're uh if they're a little stale. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that. So that's actually that. an awesome idea. Yeah. I, I'm finally kind of learning how to use it. <laughs> We've, oh, had no. it. <laughs> We've had it for like three years and my mom literally just started using it. And she's like, love this. This is really awesome. I've had it for three years. <laughs> Why haven't I never used it before? <laughs> this feels good now. I'm going yes. to stop doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are my main resolutions. I'm just, I. So you um, pick two. That's awesome. Yeah. Don't overwhelm yourself. Yeah. I, one of mine last year was to have a book written by the end of the year, and I did. Good job. Look at you. Yeah, so I think I can do it, so. Nice. Sorry Mm. if you guys could hear the siren that just went past my house. I don't know how to get it out. How dare y'all have an emergency? I know, I know. (laughs) Earlier I opened the door and someone was literally blasting Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from their car across the street, and I was like, are you serious right now? Jesus. Okay, so clearly we're re- recording this ahead of time, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's not yet Christmas when we're re- when we're recording this, but um so uh my resolution is I I kind of have a lot of things that I want to pour into 20, 2020. So mm-hmm. um we've gotten this podcast down pretty lean and pretty trim to where editing is a lot less time consuming for me, which is amazing. So that's going to free up my time a lot. And so I really want to put more time into this, mm-hmm. um, into other facets yeah. of, of what this podcast has become for us. I want to pull my weight a little bit more. <laughs> um, and uh, just in other ways, I know I was pulling my weight and editing yeah. is a very cumbersome and time consuming task. So, but it was crippling me from other parts of it. And I, you know, I want us to start like actually trying to expand our listenership more and things like that and um so there's that Uh, I guess expanding our listenership um Mm -hmm. and then another one is that I really want to take time for myself and like like once a week be creative in some way or take like a bath or something to just like take the time I I want to build that habit yeah Yeah. I want to I want to build that habit like I don't know if you guys know I know that we've mentioned a couple times my husband and I are trying to have a child so I want to make sure that I've built that habit in we've already taken the last year to really establish making time for our relationship and having a date night once a week which is huge Mm -hmm. so we've accomplished that and held to it and it's been really productive and really good um yeah you guys are much better now much better because of that um it really takes a lot of the pressure off Mm-hmm. because it's not like oh when are you we ever gonna hang out because it really it we if you keep that one time that one day sacred it's like okay well i know that we'll hang out this one day so i can do my own thing the rest of the week you yeah. know so we're both just so busy so 
Um, I think it's really, really been helpful for us. It's been, <laughs> I mean, just, I know it sounds silly to say groundbreaking because it's such a basic concept, but it's been, it's really been awesome. So we've got that, you know, built in because, you know, we've been trying for a really long time and, um, we, we kind of freaked out and we were like, Oh my God, like if we can't take time for ourselves for each other now, like what happens when you have, when you have a kid, you know? So we wanted to really build that habit in. Um, so my next habit to build in is to stop (laughs) (laughs) yeah every now and then and take some time for myself and finish some projects creatively and get back into some of my hobbies and things like that too. So, um, now that I can maybe spend not, I don't want to say waste because it's not it's never a waste with this with this podcast. But, you know, now that I don't have to spend so much time in the editing and worrying about editing and things like that, (laughs) like now I I just want to like I want to get back to painting. I want to finish some cross stitch. I want to, you know, color for fuck's sake. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, (laughs) I just want to take some time to be creative and take some time to just like focus on me. Yeah you know, um, my own health and my own, uh, self-care and things like that. And, um, I also want to kind of back off on meat more than I have been, but, uh, I just don't want it to be my main source of food anymore because actually I've been doing really good the past few weeks where it hasn't been my main thing. Like my main thing has been my veggies Mm -hmm. or like whole wheat pasta or, you know, just, yeah. Um, Just more, there's other ways, there's other avenues to feel full with cleaner calories. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. um, those little snack packs from Walmart are insanely awesome too. Like you should totally get into those. Oh yeah. Um, so, but anyway, so yeah. And I, I want to read like one of those things is I want to read more and, uh, I'm not going to say a book a week cause there's absolutely no fucking way I can do no. that. But you know, I'd like to read like a book <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this year. <laughs> that would be amazing. Like actually stop and read, not like just listen to one, which not to discount audiobooks cause I love them, but I, I need to really take time to shut the world out and let myself be absorbed in a book that's in front of my face for once. And I gave so. her a nice little stack. You did. I've got a great stack so. on my desk, yeah. on my, uh, not my desk, my dresser. What am I even saying? Uh-huh. Um, I probably should start with the one Josh gave me for Christmas last year that I haven't touched. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Read Anthem on your way to the wedding. To the so wedding. It's, okay. It's really Because it's quick. quick. Yeah. Yeah. I'll it's take less that than a hundred pages. I need to read Anthem and The Stranger Beside Me. Yeah. And then I need to start uh, Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered. Yeah. Um, and then we'll let the chips fall where they may. But yeah, I'm excited. So I think we'll be good at holding each other accountable. Yeah. And um, when, yeah, those you know are all what? like reasonable things. Yeah. So we will, uh, we should book, book club, stay sexy, don't get murdered. Because I haven't read it yet either. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, we start, can do that. Yeah, when you start reading it, just let me know and I'll read it with you at your pace. Oh, sweet. And like I'll read something else. Like if I'm finding myself wanting to read ahead or something. Awesome. Because like I read really slowly. and that's okay i'm so insecure about it i'm sorry don't like don't be insecure about it i just have always like i've had to learn how to read fast it it is something that you have to learn and yeah yeah it's hard if you have a processing but, disorder too, though. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I know. That, like, no, that's, I know. I, I wasn't trying to be an no, asshole. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't accusing <laughs> you of that. But that would be really fun, and that mm-hmm. would keep me in it. And then I bet we would get a lot of podcast topics out of it. So. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I hope you guys have some great resolutions that you're about to stick to, hopefully to do with, you know, mental health and me time and physical health and all of that stuff. And hopefully we can all 
stick with it, but don't beat yourselves up if you don't if you don't meet it one week or if you if no. you mess up the next for a month or something. You just get back on that horse and you keep as long as we keep aiming for self improvement and trying to be the best people that we are. I think that's a beautiful thing about New Year's. Yeah, is we get a clean slate. More or less. <laughs> and well, this is also the start of a new decade. Yes, it is. It, so um, it's double. Yeah, it's. Um, People are going to look back and be like, oh, remember the early 2000s? Remember the the 2010s? Like, <laughs> And that's going to be weird. It's going to be crazy. I've already been thinking about that. I Like when I look at fashion things and, and stuff like that now, I'm just like, oh my God, people are going to have the 2011 like party or whatever. And you've got to dress like whatever the fuck. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Kind of like how people are doing 90s parties now. Mm-hmm. And how they did 80s parties and mm-hmm. thousands. Yeah. And 70s Oh, totally go to a 90s, 90s party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All righty. Uh, we ready so to start? We're, yeah, we're hoping to give you guys a New Year's resolution through this topic. Okay, yeah, definitely. Definitely, mm-hmm. especially if we've got any uh, entrepreneurial spirit, spirits? spirits spirits out there. It's fine. I'm drunk already, apparently. <laughs> Well, we have been drinking for a little while. This wine is so good. Oh, my God. I feel so fancy and sophisticated. I feel like I need a feather boa, a fur coat, <laughs> and a manicure. All right. So. Well, we could always use a mani-pedi. I am getting a mani-pedi this week. Nice. This was a wedding. But, um, oh, yeah. So, this is going to come out after the wedding. So, congratulations, Abby and James. Love you. Hopefully, you went through with it. Otherwise, this is super awkward. But, um, <laughs> the... The episode after this one, it's six o'clock. It's fine. What was that? It's six o'clock. Uh-huh. It's the si- it goes off every day at six o'clock. Oh. I'm normally not here by six. Yeah, you are. We're usually eating dinner and then it goes six o'clock. You've never noticed that? Mm-mm. That's hilarious. No. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> okay. I'm observant. So- <laughs> okay, to life. So, uh, Hopefully, so the episode after this one will be the one that where I'll actually give a full account of how everything went, but uh, we're, well, yeah, 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 we're in the process of trying to get through, (laughs) hammer through the holidays so that we can have a nice break and all of that jazz, so, um, but anyway, about, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) so love you guys so much, Uh, I'm sure the wedding was beautiful, (laughs) I can't wait to see pictures, oh my god, I can't wait to see pictures, <laughs> okay, so anyway, you ready to get started? Yeah, I'm ready Let's to get dive started. Dive right in, girl. What are I'm we talking so about? I'm so excited. So, this week, we are talking about toxic, toxic work environments. Okay. So, you guys know that I have a rough job. Uh, <laughs> actually, the job isn't the rough part, but the, the environment is definitely, yeah, definitely tough. So, and it um, does make a person a different person when they're in a toxic environment yes and it makes a job that is only kind of stressful exponentially more stressful Mm -hmm. when and and it makes it's hard to get out of bed in the morning like i can't even tell you how many mondays i wake up and i say is this the day that i just don't go back and then (laughs) i have to like talk myself through it for 15 minutes no, I don't think I can fake a sick day today or whatever. Like, not that I've ever faked a sick day, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. mm, nope, I don't think I'm going to be able to pull that off. <sighs> All right, here we go. <laughs> 
And I mean, the number of fevers that I run because my anxiety manifests itself as like flu symptoms a lot. Ooh. So I tend to run a fever on f- Monday mornings, mm-hmm. um, which is really fun. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just the way that your body reacts to things and the way that your stress level and the level of those anger hormones that are in your blood at all times. It just mm-hmm. is not it's not healthy on a number of levels. So no, it's so, not. And it doesn't make you really, you know, perform to your best. Mm-mm. So, uh, okay, so I found a wonderful article, and this is what actually inspired this topic um, from LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and it's called A Toxic Work Culture is Forcing High-Performing People to Quit, and this was published on June 25th, 2019 by the incredible viral viral blogger, blo- blo- <laughs> I can't speak, viral blogger called, uh, called, wow, named Tim, Tim Dinning. This is going to be an interesting episode. Yeah. I don't even feel that drunk. <laughs> My words just aren't working. <laughs> it's okay. Neither of our words have been working all day. Okay, so I just want to specify that I did not write any of this, but it was so fucking brilliant, you guys, that there was nothing that I could add to it. Yeah. I mean, of course, we're going to discuss throughout, but like, mm-hmm. it's absolutely brilliant. And I know I say that a lot, but I I believe in giving credit to beautiful and brilliant authors and why reinvent the wheel. Yeah. So, um. If micromanagement thrives and there is no trust in your organization, you are looking down the barrel of a toxic work culture. If you don't believe me, use one of the many employee employee engagement products to find out for yourself. Tell people in your company that you are going to be surveying them every three months and they can say whatever they want because it's completely anonymous. Ooh. I could feel the butt cl- the buttholes collectively clench. Yeah. <laughs> around me when I said that. Uh-huh. And if you're afraid, there's a problem. Yep. After the first survey, watch the comments and feedback pour in. Keep encouraging your people to say what they think. Toxic work cultures make going to work feel miserable with a capital fucking M. Yep. Absolutely miserable. A job that shouldn't like, and this is just me talking, like a job that shouldn't feel that bad feels like it's the worst job in the world mm-hmm. when you feel like you're not appreciated and when you, f- when, when you're in this kind of an environment. Yeah. And uh, let me just say here, work is not fun. It's not, oh, al- no. it's certainly not always going to be fun, but you certainly shouldn't feel sick to your stomach having to go in no and there's the other issue of you know my husband works for a company that treats his its employees incredibly well Mm -hmm. so well pays them well treats them like they matter so many things he's excited to go to work you guys yeah for real like i would not be getting up that early he gets up at four you've seen him oh yeah you've stayed the night he Mm -hmm. gets up at like 4 30 and goes into work and he's working like two to three hours a, t- a day of overtime to on a project that he's excited about because, mm-hmm. you know, he's trusted and he's treated like he matters. Yeah. I, on the other hand, really like my job. I really do. I love the people I work with, but the environment that management has, has set up for us and the culture is so freaking toxic that people are dropping like flies. Yeah. And the, um, the turnover rate is so high and people get burned out so far, so high. Your friend. Huh? Is your friend C still there? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and it um 
you know, you, you get into these funks and you get into the, you, you start to feel like what you do doesn't matter and you start to feel like there's no point and you start to, you know, there's just, oh, there's just a lot and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get into this. So, um, in a toxic culture, new ideas can't thrive. People can't be honest. That's huge. Yep. Bullying, unfortunately, occurs. Yes. From employees and management, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, leaders are given power that can go to their heads and fuel their egos. And an eerie feeling occur- occurs at your company's town hall slash all hands when leaders ask for questions. No one ever asks questions at meetings. Nope. You know why? Why? Because if you ask a question, it's a three-hour long-winded blowhard of an explanation that doesn't answer your question. Yep. Yeah. And when people can't people can't be honest because you'll just diffuse and negate everything that they say and blow it off as not relevant and argue as to why everything is actually their fault. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't matter what kind of relationship it is. That kind of relationship does not work effectively. Nope. nope. Never. It doesn't work in a romantic relationship. It doesn't work in a friendship. And it certainly doesn't work in a work environment. Mm-mm. So high performers quit. I'm sure this is no surprise surprise to anybody. Mm -hmm. High performers tend to quit toxic work cultures. Yep. Shocking. Jay Shetty has a wonderful video on this. Who's that? um, I've talked about him before. It's been a while since I've watched any of this stuff. But, like, he makes these little videos for YouTube. Mm -hmm. I've sent you a few, like, about the one that the girl got cheated on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, he's got a wonderful video on this. It's like this guy who's really excited to come and work for this company. And then his boss turns out to be a bitch. And she like um, is constantly telling him his ideas suck. And oh, my um, God, that sucks. Like getting mad at him for not finishing her projects. And like when he tells her that he's quitting. Sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When he tells her that he's quitting, she says, well, you obviously weren't meant for this job. Yeah. That's the bullshit that happens where I work too, where Mm -hmm. people are just like, I don't understand why you're quitting, but okay. You know, and then they, they say things like, well, they always come back and they don't, I don't know where they're coming from with that, but like they're fucking burn out. You don't give anybody any vacation time. You don't give anybody anything. It's just ridiculous. So, um, so high perform- we just had this happen too. A very high performing person quit because she wasn't being paid what she oh, was yeah. due and you know, she was she had started in production and then um while she finished her degree and then moved up to another department up in the office mm-hmm. and was told that she would be paid more. They didn't they never gave her the raise she was she was promised. And she's young. I mean, young. Mm-hmm. She literally just graduated college. So like wow. she you know, I know you haven't graduated yet, but I'm sure you can relate. You don't know what you can ask for no. at that point in your life. You're just like, I have a job. Yay. And it's in my, it's in the spot that I have my degree. Yeah. And you're like, yes, I'll just take it. I'll just take it. I'll just take it. Eventually they'll know. And because of the empty promises that they pour down your throat mm-hmm. and shove up your ass and they're just like, oh, you know, well, you know, if you work really hard and prove your worth, I'll pay you more. And that's not healthy. You no. pay someone what they're owed and then you watch them work and meet that level Mm -hmm. that's how it works yeah um so high performers quit toxic work cultures every day on platforms such as linkedin high performers are getting messages from recruiters and competitors who are selling the dream that the grass is greener if your company has a toxic work culture high performers have nothing to lose by moving on and trying another company yeah know why 
Why? Because high performers know their strengths and are also smart enough to realize that if they can perform well in a toxic work culture, they can thrive in a culture first company that looks after its employees. Mm hmm. I mean, like, I could drop the mic now, but let's continue. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> okay, so if your high performers look disengaged or show little enthusiasm, that is a red flag that your organization is toxic. Mm-hmm. And then there's a beautiful picture of a uh, barrel of toxic waste spilled out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that, that encompasses it. Okay, so here's what a toxic work culture looks like from someone who has worked in one. Oh, Woo! I'm excited. So you guys, I just want you to know that the place where I work checks off every single one of these boxes. Literally every single one. I've got a list of 19 that we'll go through. And I'm a fucking executive assistant. Mm -hmm. I should not be stressed about anything. Yeah. But when I walk in, I mean, I'm late every day because I don't want to go. Yeah. My manager thinks that people who are late are late because they don't care about their jobs. That's not fucking true. I'm late because I don't want to fucking see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm late because I don't want to be in the environment that you've created. Which feels like at any moment anyone could anything could explode and anyone could be fired, be fired or, or yeah. screamed at or, you know, threatened mm-hmm. in some way or made to feel incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. So number one. Okay. People can't make decisions. Huge. It's going to be huge. Yep. Basic decisions that can cause customers to leave can't be made. A simple refund for a client that never received the service they paid for takes weeks when it should take minutes. Yep. When a decision needs to be made to change a product because customers are leaving by the dozen, a decision can't be made. It's easier to make no decision than it is to make a decision that admits things need to change. Yeah. And this was hard because I used to work for Family Video where we were empowered and we could make decisions like this. I could say, you know what? I totally get that. I'll remove this late balance, but I am going to put this note here that says all late charges going forward are valid and I will no longer do any more reductions from this point forward. Mm Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. the, the problem is solved. It's diffused. The customer is happy. They're like, okay, we shake on this agreement and we move forward. Mm-hmm. Things like this. Then I moved to another to another a new company where I had to ask permission and get approval for everything. You can't ever find the people that you need to that you need to get when you need them. Yeah, to get approval for things. Which is part of why we were empowered at that store. Exactly. Because, because they knew they, we weren't going to be able to call the manager every time. Well, exactly. And the manager deserves to have time off when they're off. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I think that has been explained enough. So, um, okay. So, here's another one. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Working from home or part-time work is seen as lazy. Wow. Management doesn't allow people to work from home because they want to watch people. Yeah, because they want to make sure that their asses aren't going to get chewed. No. Or well, or, well, I don't know where, where it's I was more going of a, with that It's is. more of a micromanagement situation. Yeah. What we do, we don't have to be at that office. If they would make it paper... And I think that's part of why they won't go paperless. 
is because if they go paperless, there's no reason for us to be there logically. And if they would do that, they would have more room for other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. We and would they come would in, save money. We could come in as needed. Yeah. You pay us a salary. We work from home. You can see the measure of our work mm-hmm. by the amount that we have put out. Yeah. If we're not putting out any work, you bring us in mm-hmm. and say, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So working from home according to management, means you'll be less productive and take advantage of the situation. No. No. The fact that you might have a newborn baby at home and don't want to do the two-hour commute each day so you can work more is ignored. Then, staff who want to work part-time because they have a side hustle, children, or a second job are prevented from doing so or are referred to as lazy. You're certainly not lazy. If you have a second no. job. Or children. Or, or children. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. No. But, but yeah. Or a side hustle. Or side hustle. Yeah. Or, no, yeah. I was agreeing with you. Uh-huh. Or any of those things. No. No. It's normally not that people are lazy. It's normally there's other shit going on. Mm-hmm. Now, if you, you come in and you're part-time and when you're in doing your part-time work, you're not working on work. Mm-hmm. You're doing the things... That you're supposed to be doing outside of work? Mm-hmm. Sure. Then I'll call th- and then, then can be giving lazy. your customers away to a lot of other people. I don't know. Like, you know, yeah. just pushing, acting like you don't want to work when you're at work. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But just working part time, that's not fucking lazy. And working no. from home is not fucking lazy. Nope. Especially when you take people's personal time when they work from home. Or when they d- have to be home because their kid's sick. Or when they're sick. And maybe, like, they've got a cold, but and it would be too much to, like, get ready and go to work. But maybe they could, you know, nap for a few hours and then get up and do some work mm-hmm. in the times when they feel well, you know? Yeah. Or even just work from fucking home where you're, like, actually focused. And th- we wouldn't be as social with each other, for fuck's sake. We'd probably get more done if I worked from home, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, yeah. Honestly, we wouldn't be talking to each other constantly. We wouldn't be making jokes. We wouldn't have to levit have so much levity mm-hmm. around us and force the levity around us yeah and take as many breaks because we wouldn't feel like we needed them no because it wouldn't be overshadowed by the fact of like what if somebody's looking at me from the camera or what if somebody finds out such and such or you know like whatever and honestly if you're working from home you're probably not going to be so distracted because you're going to have made a space mm-hmm. where you can go and it's already been made clear that this is where I'm working and this is where you don't bother me. Yes, there's that and also, you know, you're in your own home where you're it's proven that the stress is the least. Yeah. You're in your most comfortable space. Literally, you're in ground zero mm-hmm. <laughs> of your life. Yeah. Which sounds negative, but it, I, I didn't intend it that way. It's zero, 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 or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. This is square one of safety mm-hmm. and, and happiness. Yeah. So, you know. And you don't have to have a commute. You No, you don't have to worry about if your music's bugging people. You don't yeah. have to worry about anything like that. Yeah, we'd probably still have like a group chat or something, but mm-hmm. shit. I mean, you open it when you, <laughs> when you get a break. Yeah. You don't get constantly interrupted. Mm-hmm. And mostly the group chats for like, hey, did you get this request? Or yes. like, yeah. Because I mean, I've worked. Hey, what do you guys do when it's this, this, and this? And when you need to have numbers on it and then also has to be embroidered? What do you mm-hmm. think we should charge? Whatever. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
oh my god i'm just like dreaming right now (laughs) it would be amazing um especially with like the kids and stuff like that because a lot of times we get a lot of shit the people who have kids get a lot of shit for having to leave to go take care of their kids pick them up early you know because god forbid we take care of our future they're like what about your wife and they're like uh she also has a fucking job it's 2019 yeah well now it's 2020 but you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying this is it's not 1950 sir you know yeah thought i would have some seniority since i've been here for six years (laughs) i think you'll be fine you know that i'll pick up my phone if there's a question goodness gracious okay so here we go here's the thing yeah part-time work and working from home is not lazy no both forms of work allow people to have lives and they will reward you if you allow them with loyalty and commitment to their work. Exactly. And if they don't, you fucking fire them and replace them. Yeah, because somebody will. Yes. Somebody is itching for that job. The people who take advantage of it are not the people you want working for them. For no. you. Pay people well and trust them and look what will happen. Reap the reward. Yep excluding part-time work from or work from working from home is limiting your talent pool severely because it is such a common way of working Mm -hmm. being chained to a desk in an office does not make you high performing or a profitable asset being allowed to be flexible and treated like a human does yes done this is why i want to start my own company i know right me too from home me too geez I mean, a lot of people are doing school from home and they seem to be doing just yes, fine. Yes, like, absolutely. It's just so narrow-minded. Yeah. So narrow-minded. All right, next. Okay. Entrepreneurship is frowned upon. Yep. Okay. Toxic work cultures hate entrepreneurs and intrapreneurs because they are scared to death that they are going to leave and steal their ideas. Um pause for a second people aren't cross-trained in production where i work because they don't want anyone to go to learn how everything works and then leave and start their own business so when we're short-staffed in one department the whole fucking schedule falls behind yeah that's great i needed a drink after that one (laughs) isn't that awesome yeah it's great Customers are real happy, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Especially when we're like, I don't know, a month behind in embroidery right now. No. I'm not kidding. Yeah. They have to train people. They need another building. Yeah. <laughs> a full building. Yep. For embroidery for the amount that we do in the holidays even. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Wow. Uh, so thriving, thriving work cultures... On the, on the flip side here, mm-hmm. let's talk about the good things. Yeah. So thriving work cultures take people that have experience owning a business and utilize them like their secret weapon. They promote entrepreneurship because they want people to feel as though it is their business and they can make decisions. Mm-hmm. And they when want- you feel like it's your business, you yeah. care about it. Yes. Yes. When it's something you can be. Oh, sorry. He turned the shower on and oh. I was like, what the fuck is that noise? <laughs> um, heater on. Yeah. Um, when you feel like it's your business, you feel plugged in. You feel connected. You feel like it's your family. It's your baby. And therefore, your name is on it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, OK, um, utilize entrepreneurs while you have them. And if they leave, 
wish them all the best. Yeah. Because, I mean... They could end up being your customer. Yeah. And God forbid they fail at what they've done. They can, And they need you to come back to. Yeah. You know? Or, you know, they leave, start their own business, and then tell everyone what a fucking piece of shit you are. Mm-hmm. Or, alternatively... Prices be damned. Yeah. yeah. Alternatively, they can tell you how great that company was to work for. Mm-hmm. And yes. And then people will feel good about supporting your business. Yeah. Entrepreneurs are the reason that businesses are created in the first place. So mm-hmm. remember that. Yep. All right. This is a big one where I work right okay. here. This mm-hmm. one. It's called a management versus us culture. Yep. Okay. So leaders are referred to as management and the frontline staff are told that the company is cutting costs. Meanwhile, the leaders are having deliciously catered meals off silver plates, taking black limos to meetings, and spending crazy amounts of money on social media marketing that make them look good. Frontline staff say things such as, quote, management really needs to look at problem X, unquote. In a toxic culture, in a non-toxic culture, sorry, in a non-toxic culture, management and staff are one, mm-hmm. and people are accountable, Sentences like sentences like management needs to do blank are not relevant because staff can make decisions and the two sides of the business are one. Yep. The less hierarchy, this is huge, you guys, seriously. The less hierarchy, the more people feel included and that produces a thriving collaborative culture. Exactly. I mean, there needs to be some organization. Abs- oh, of absolutely. course. There's but always like, going to be structure. There's always going to be rules that mm-hmm. everyone operates within. But, like, it's... You need to not make your people feel less than for not that's being in I'm, your position. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're yeah. working towards this, like, social movement of inclusion and equality. Why would that not exist in the workplace? Mm-hmm. Making people feel like they're... N- having people not feel othered or feel less than is huge. Yeah. Yes. You're still their boss. Of course, but they have to feel safe to make decisions. They have to feel safe to make innovations, have to feel safe to come to you with issues and problems that they see and feel like you're going to listen to them. Not like you're going to shame them and say, Oh, well maybe someday we'll do this. And then nothing changes. You know, you have to, they, they, people need to feel heard. And, like, the last place that I worked at. Um, Sorry. No. And then in that culture, we hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. No one's sneaking. No one's lying. We're all holding each other accountable because we want to look good and we want this to work. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. But uh, one of the last places I worked, not family video, um, I I didn't feel like I could come to my manager with anything. No. Because yeah. all the managers were so close. And one of them was a person that didn't need to be a manager. Oh, of course not. Yeah. It's great when people don't earn their position. Yeah. That uh, a couple of the other managers were like, yeah, she doesn't need to be there. Um, Oh, my God. And she still was? Yeah. Oh, geez. She didn't know how to train people. She just screamed. How did she get that job? I don't know. She screamed at people when they messed up, even if it was like their first day on the job. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she was... She was pleasant to work with, let me tell you. <laughs> Especially when she was spending more time being OCD about other people's tables than her own. Yeah. Um, 
not speaking from personal experience at all. Um, yeah, um, I quit that job because I, I didn't feel like I could come to management. I was getting sick anyway from mm-hmm. all the smells that were going on. And honestly, I didn't feel comfortable going into work because I didn't want to get screamed at by a manager when I knew I, that wasn't going to happen yeah. at other places. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm not going to put up with it. It you, doesn't matter the, how much you pay me. The people who scream, the, the, the screamers, the people in power, mm-hmm. it's absurd. No one should be spoken to like that. No one should go to work feeling like they're going to be spoken to like that. Mm-hmm. We're, and when it comes to a work environment, we're all fucking adults. Yes. We should be treated thusly. Mm-hmm. See, I use the word thusly. That's how <laughs> fancy this wine is making me feel. <laughs> and like if an employee is screaming at the manager, then yeah, you scream back. But like. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, I'll give you that. <laughs> but like, I mean. Not at first. Like, if you can't get them to calm down, you're like, oh, okay. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're going to take it to this level, we're going to be at this level. Yep. <laughs> yep. Kind of like, you know, when I was called into a certain someone's office and this person is not my direct supervisor. Uh, but, you know, we got a lot of chiefs. Mm-hmm. And, or a lot of cooks and not enough sous chefs or whatever the fuck it's called you know what i'm saying like not too many chefs and not enough subordinates i guess i don't know that are in charge and nobody communicates and people make assumptions about things instead of you know when we were trained to be managers well i know that how you were trained because i trained you but you know (laughs) when i was trained to be a manager and you had to address an issue with with an employee the first thing you said was tell me about this situation yeah to get their perspective first to make sure you understood the situation so that you can address the actual problem. Mm-hmm. You don't assume that someone doesn't give a shit about their job. You don't automatically <laughs> yeah, assume no. the worst and then yell at them like they're the worst person. Yeah. That's not productive for anyone. <laughs> All it does is make people upset. Yes. So I was brought into this said person's office over uh, a joke that I made in an email that happened to be in the perfect storm of this, the person who was the recipient was having a bad day and thought I was serious Mm. and then was venting to other people about me and said management employee heard about that, heard the venting, and then called me into his office to scream at me about this incident. Mm -hmm. And I had to wait until he was done screaming then explain the situation, and then it was all cupcakes and rainbows, and oh, well, let me show you this new computer program we're going to work on, and blah, 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 and if you work harder, I'll pay you more, and blah, 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 blah. Now we're bouncy, fun, 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 fun. When two seconds ago, you threatened to fire me, you told me I could go look for a job somewhere else if I couldn't look you in the eye while you were screaming at me. Sorry, I have a problem with eye contact. Yeah. And I didn't want to cry in front of you. So, yeah, if you're screaming at me, I don't want to cry in front of you. Like my emotions are hardwired to my tear ducts. Mm-hmm. So if I get angry, so you I know cry. what I did. I get upset, I cry. Yep. You know what? So you know what I did is I emptied my eyes of all emotion whatsoever and soul <laughs> and gave him my very best teacher look and stared straight into his eyes the entire <laughs> time. That's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> And waited until he stopped talking. 
and then explained myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then he felt stupid. Good. He should. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, he does actively try to look like a member of the celebrity population. And (laughs) it's weird. It's really weird. I seriously we were talking about this in the car like uh on our way back from lunch today like where I work is like the black mirror flip version of the office like (laughs) this would be a dark ass reality show oh yeah and it would not be funny it would be depressing (laughs) (laughs) but everyone would watch it because that's what we're into these days because you would totally watch the train wreck that is this company so if you've watched the train wreck, that is Michael Scott. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you will watch that. You will watch this one. All right. N- next one. Ready? Mm-hmm. Apparently, the number of hours you work matter. Judging people by when they start work and how late they work is irrelevant. We're talking about like a nine to five office yeah. type job. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. judging people by when they start work and how late they work is irrelevant we all know that the number of hours we work has absolutely nothing to do with output oh no you can be at your I desk can spend a whole a whole day on a project and jim can get it done in 30 minutes yeah <laughs> that tells you how hard of a worker he is <laughs> see <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can be at your desk for 12 hours straight and be doing nothing other than surfing the web and complaining to your pals about the company you work for mm-hmm. culture first companies understand that output produces results and that on some days you will be productive and on other days you may have suffered the loss of a loved one or be feeling unwell regardless all of that is taken into account as results mm-hmm. and here's the kicker when the results are not there, leaders take accountability and coach their people out of it or help them to get a role they are better suited for. Mm-hmm. Here's the biggest, here's the big, the big punch, punchline here. Okay. Okay. If leaders are watching the clock, you have a problem. Yep. Exactly. If someone is yelling at you because you clocked in three minutes after you were supposed to be there. Now, we're not talking about shift work because that's different. Mm-hmm. That's totally different. Yes, you should be there on time to relieve someone of a shift. Yeah. Totally different issue. We're talking about like project-based work here. Mm-hmm. Um, as in, this is the time that we're open and everyone is here from 9 to 5. You clocked in at 9.03. Yeah. And now you're apparently in trouble. Like, what? I'm sorry. I got stuck behind seven dump trucks this morning. I'll stay until, you know, 5 or uh, 5.03. Yeah. To make up the time. (laughs) (laughs) That was just time I would have been spent making a cup of coffee anyway. You know, like what? Or, you know, you're clocked in and you have to go take a shit for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Am I supposed to clock out? I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's really dumb. It's really dumb. Now, and I also do, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just not, it's not relevant. No. Like, we've all been bullied lately for not clocking out for our 10-minute breaks that we're paid for. Not clocking out and clicking, you know, the break, clocking out, so to speak. It just monitors the time that you've had a break so that you don't take a 20-minute break instead of a 10-minute break. Mm-hmm. However, and I understand doing that if you, like, leave and go get a coffee or something like that. Because the company can't be held responsible if you, like, get in a car accident on the way to McDonald's or whatever the fuck. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because mm-hmm. you're not 
So you're technically not on the clock, but you're still being paid. Mm-hmm. It's so that they know, hey, you weren't in the building kind of situation. Yeah. However, I could take a 30 fucking minute break at my desk and you would never know. Mm-hmm. So why does it matter if I don't leave the building if I clock in or out? I can yeah. clock in and then clock out at 10 minutes and continue talking to someone else. It doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. If I'm not do if the work isn't measuring up to your standard, then there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Then that's when you get nitpicky. Yes. But if the work is at the best that it can be. We're not here to feed your power strip. Yeah. You know, power strip. Your power trip. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, it's just, it truly just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If I could, there was a day that I knew that I had to get everything done and I was going to work, like, I couldn't stay late because it was a Friday or something like that. And mm-hmm. they were like, just don't take a lunch, which is also illegal. And, um, you know, I knew that if I worked really hard and got everything done in my inbox, I could leave on time. And I worked so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Harder than I'd worked if I had worked the entire day. Yeah. I didn't talk to anybody. I was so focused. It was insane. And I got like twice as much done as a full day the day before. Oh, wow. See, like I have nights where I'm super productive and then I have nights where I'm just, I just have to sit. Mm-hmm. Like some, I just have to, well, I can't sit. I'm not allowed to sit. Um, <laughs> right i i don't i know because i know my fucking luck yeah um but i just have to stand there for a little bit and just kind of lean on the counter and be like okay yeah you've dealt with a lot of customers tonight just chill for a minute <laughs> just breathe <laughs> matt had to matt had to tell me to breathe one time i was mm. on the phone with him i was so upset over this customer and he was like just just breathe it's okay don't forget how to breathe. Just it's okay. I'm it's here. Be okay. Like, <laughs> I'm on your side. Like, but, but you see what I'm saying? Though? Yeah. Because I can clock. I can be clocked in and still be watching YouTube videos. You don't fucking know. Yeah. And that's the thing. The work, the, the work output is still showing you the amount of work I'm doing. Yeah. So whether I'm there, whether I'm clocked in or not, whether I'm there at 810, whether I'm there at 745, it doesn't matter. Mm hmm. The production speaks for itself. And when you're constantly hounding people about bullshit like that, it just makes them hate you. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. If you were to say, hey, you know, make sure you leave, you know, as long, if, it was, if it was a conversation of like, hey, you know, if you're a little bit late, it's not a big deal. Just make sure you stay an equal amount after to make up your time. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. We're communicating as adults. Yeah. At that point. You're trusting me. Mm-hmm. And you know what? So what if I was 10 minutes late? I'm not covering for anyone. Yeah. You're not paying me. You're not losing money because I was 10 minutes late. You're gaining money. Yeah. So don't fucking pay me. Don't don't let me stay late if <laughs> I know? was late. You know? Yeah. Like, don't fucking pay me. That's money in your pocket. Yeah. Y- you see what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. If I can get it all done. I, you know what? Maybe some of us suffer from seasonal defective disorder. If we were on a flexible schedule like that, I could go in at 7 and get out at 3.40 or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. and then be home in time to let my dog out to play or go for a walk and be a more productive person because I'm getting some sunlight exposure. Mm-hmm. But no. No, we can't. God forbid we do that. Yeah. God forbid we be flexible ever. Exactly. Or, you know, I have a doctor's appointment, so instead of taking out of my personal time or whatever the fuck, how about I just make up and stay an extra hour after work? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's all very reasonable. 
Yeah. It's very, very reasonable. Oh, I had to take a half day because I had to take my dog to the vet because he has a gash in his fucking ear that I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. I'll come in on Saturday. Yeah. And make up the time. Especially if it's, it's like project work. Yeah. It's all so logical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's no sense in any of that nonsense. Okay. Next. Because I think we've been going for a while. Yeah. Okay. So next. Preferential treatment. That's the fucking worst. It is the worst. In any relationship or environment, preferential treatment is fucking toxic sludge. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, in between the formal layers of hierarchy, there are often these soft, spongy bits called preferential treatment. Mm-hmm. These are people that are given extra privileges for enforcing the leadership to- the leadership's toxic culture and talking behind people's backs in order to gain something. Yep. Or get someone fired. Yep. Instead of being a part of the solution, they are making the problem bigger and are rewarded for it. Like a bunch of bitches. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think that speaks for itself. That fucking happens where I work. Yep. A lot. There are the certain people that you know are so far up the boss's butt and you don't tell them fucking anything and they'll tell on you for anything. Yep. Including one of my co-workers jobs. walked past a female co-worker of ours and said, hey girl, what's up? And this particular employee was somehow offended by that and went and talked to our boss and said, you know, it's super offensive. He said, girl. What? I mean, just anything to complain about? Are you serious right now? Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I had a job um, where uh, that kind of environment happened all the time. To where you don't know who you can talk to. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I got... I ended up getting hired on for the summer as well as two others because Mm -hmm. my work was good. Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't because I was, like, talking to other people, even though, or talking about other people, it's, even though he kind of liked that. It was because my work was showing for, for itself. Yeah, was speaking for itself. And, like, every day. That's how I, I am at work, too. Yeah. yeah like, every day when it came time for my shift, I'd go to his office and I'd be like, hey, I've, like, done all these projects. Do you have something else you want me to do? Because that was in my job description mm-hmm. that I go to him and ask him if he has me anything for me to do and then I go to the office workers and then I go to teachers it like I was working at a college Mm -hmm. and that was my job as an ambassador I was going and I was like talking to people and um seeing what work they had or what projects you could assist with yeah yeah. that's very similar to what I do Mm -hmm. so I go if my inbox is empty I walk around to their offices and say hey you better send me some stuff yeah or I'm gonna start watching Netflix yeah, <laughs> send me right stuff. now. I'm gonna start catching up on Miss on the marvelous Mrs. Maisel at my desk, <laughs> which isn't Netflix, but you know what I'm saying. He would let us um, watch stuff at our desk. Oh yeah, we, we can listen to stuff, stuff as long yeah. as we were working. I've just yeah. started to find that I can't focus nearly as well. So yeah. I've been uh, tearing it up with the ho- the Home Alone soundtrack because <laughs> John Williams is heart is a treat that can't be beat. But even you know, though you were just knocking on somebody for blasting Rudolph. Uh, that's not John Williams. <laughs> but it's Christmas. It is Christmas, but it's a beautiful instrumental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll listen to it while we get while we while we eat. Maybe just the one song that's the best from Home Alone. Okay. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. So, um, this definitely happens where I work. 
I won't name names. There's also been more things that have happened where someone's been venting. And then before that person even made it back to the building to go and talk to the person and it actually address and solve the problem they were venting about, the CEO of the company was already called and given the t- back ass words, twisted version of the story. And the person was not even able to defend herself and was fired. I remember that. Yes. That's insanity. And because, as, as, as I said before, assumptions are made and people aren't asked their point of view before they've been screamed at, assumptions are made based on gossip. Yeah. People are thrown under the bus because they don't want to be the person that gets screamed at. Yeah. Which is not fair, but, like, also... Also, I, I get, get it. it. Yeah. I mean, I I truly would never. No. I couldn't see if, you doing that. No. Like, if I was... God forbid, like, if I was in an abusive family, like, I would be the person taking the beatings for my siblings. Like, I'm that person. Mm -hmm. You know, I would lay down on the barbed wire for people to crawl over me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's who I am. And they're fucking lucky to have me. I'm not going to lie. I'm a fucking good employee and I work hard and when I'm at work, I'm there to work. I'm Mm -hmm. not there to gossip. I'm not there to bitch, even though bitching happens because they make me bitch because they're assholes. But, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just... it's not how you treat people. And I don't play the game. Mm-hmm. And so I don't get as much preferential treatment. And you know what? It's fine. Yeah. Because I'm not playing their game. And I don't want to feel dirty when I go home. Yeah. And it'll come back and bite you in the ass later. Exactly. So. Okay. Next. Uh, we only have a couple more. So. Okay. Um, okay. So talking down to people who have found themselves in the wrong role. Super fucking rude. That's not fair. No. So, uh, people who are underperforming are called all sorts of nasty names and treated unfairly. They are seen as stupid or not good at business. Or if they quit because they figured out that they aren't good at this job and this isn't for them, the bosses talk shit about them to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like it's fucking high school. <laughs> In thriving cultures, these people are helped, coached, and given feedback. Leaders stand up and help them find the right role if it turns out, for example, they applied for sales and don't really enjoy talking to customers. So, okay, so let's find a place where you can fit in somewhere else. Yeah. Let's find a better fit for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the big thing. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People in the wrong roles can be some of the best staff in your business if you can be compassionate enough to give them a second chance in a different role. Yeah. The appreciation that comes with being helped rather than shamed converts into long-term loyalty that rebuilds careers and becomes the basis of a thriving culture. And if they're afraid to tell you that they don't think this is the right fit for them, can can you help them find something else? That's a problem. It's a big problem. They have to feel, people have to feel safe. Again, yeah. be approachable. Mhm. All right, so this feeds right into the next one, which is shaming low performance or throwing things at their head, which is what happened to my sister-in-law. So so shaming low performance. So if there are punishments for low performance, you have a big problem. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going through right now. Things are coming up missing and there's not like replacement tags filled out for them because oh. we're pretty sure they're afraid of getting in trouble. Oh shit. 
and they're just trying kind of hoping that no one notices so then we have nothing to prove that the thing is missing Mm -hmm. and then it looks like the customer's lying and it turns into a bigger issue that they're not aware of because they're not told the consequences of their actions yep you see Mm -hmm. shaming people won't make them perform better No, it'll just make it worse. It will make them hate the leadership team and the company even more. Mm -hmm. Screaming at someone for making a mistake will not make them better. Nope. Telling them you need to quit fucking up on their second day is not going to make them better. No. You have to train them. You say, okay, so tell me why this is hard for you and let's figure out how we can make it easier. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you learn best? What is it that you're struggling with? Let's address that issue. Make them feel heard. Make them feel validated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make them feel like a fucking human, for goodness sake. Yeah. You know? Okay, so this is the big thing. You ready for the big thing? Uh-huh. This hatred will then be directed towards your customers. Oh, yeah. And you'll have more of those, quote, why are we not making money meetings when really... It's your culture that sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could drop the mic right there again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then here's another really big one. Uh, oh, no. We've got a few more. Sorry. Okay. And then some solutions, which is really exciting. And then I'm sure you've got a great case. So, okay. Oh, I don't, I don't have a case. Oh, well, I whatever. Uh, yeah. Sorry. It's okay. You have a thing. <laughs> Your segment. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so, okay. Okay. So a rotating door policy. So do you know what that means? Mm-mm. Okay. So when people decide to leave or mention they think that they're thinking of leaving, they are talked about as traitors. Yep. Having people leave regularly is normal and acceptable in a toxic work environment, meaning you have a high turnover rate. Yeah. Okay. There are no exit interviews or questions around why a particular leader has had so many people leave in a short space of time. Each time the excuse is, quote, Johnny was crap, so it's a good thing he's leaving, unquote. I've heard that a lot. Yes. A lot where I work, too. Yes. When you scour the camp, the company's staff on LinkedIn, you see that staff don't last long at the company. High turnover rate. It's huge. Yeah. Or when you hear someone has an interview, you're not like, oh, why is that? Or, oh, why would you think of leaving? Or is it something we did? Or, you know, there's no concern there. It's, oh, you have an interview? Fine. Get out. You're fired. I'll find a reason to fire you or something like that. Yep. All right. Next. Here's another really fun one. Ready? Uh-huh. Asking staff to write positive reviews online to cover up the toxicity. Oh, yikes. Wait, this doesn't happen, actually, um, where I am. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I was asked to put a five-star review on Google, but, I mean, I never did, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us did, actually. He was like, I see that none of you did it. And we were like, no. <laughs> Why would we do that? Um, okay. If they ever hear this, I'll be so fired. Okay. Um, So, uh, ready. So, asking staff to write positive reviews online to cover up the toxicity. Yes, it happens. Mm -hmm. Toxic cultures can easily be recognized by former staff leaving negative reviews on places such as Glassdoor. 
In a toxic culture, business leaders panic and try to cover up the error in their leadership by asking staff to leave fluffy, fake, ingenuine reviews online to cover up all the bad ones. You can't hide a toxic work culture. You can only fix it by recognizing it and changing how you treat people. Exactly. I mean, it's literally the only way. It's the only way. And you know what's really sad is that Oh, there, there are people who are in management that want to instill all of this. And they're told by people who are above them that it will never work in the country. The company will, the entire company will fall apart if, they, if they're ever put in charge. Wow. I'm sorry. Look at the company my husband works for, who is now a customer of ours. They were blown away by the amount of merchandise in their store because they were like, People are proud to work there Mm -hmm. and they want to buy stuff that sports the logo of the place where they work. And I was like, yeah, Yeah. because they like working there. Yeah, because they're because they're treated like humans and they're loyal to it. People don't quit from the place where my husband works. They retire. There's a difference. There's a big difference. That's how you know the mark of a good company. Yeah. And they're not perfect. No one is. No company is perfect. But they're close to it. Yeah. They're working towards it. And they're innovating and constantly looking at new ways to make people feel like they belong and to help people want to stay. Yeah. Always. Like just hearing stories of what you've told me about that place makes me want to work there. Oh, for sure. Everyone wants to work there. That's why it's so hard to work there. Yeah. (laughs) Because no one leaves. And when they do post a job, everyone applies because they want to work there. Mm-hmm. that's how your business should be set up exactly all right so here's another one and then we'll get to some solutions and i'll be done and we'll take a break okay 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 so values are spoken of rarely they are written on the company website mentioned at the annual conference but never talked about in the context of everyday work when talking to a client or making a decision the values are forgotten about In a thriving culture, you can't even get hired unless you can demonstrate the values. The references you provide are asked about values. You are required to provide evidence, and you may even be asked to do a case study where the values will be assessed. Wow. At the end of the year when performance reviews are had, profit and revenue is only one small part of the conversation. Leaders focus on the company values because they know that's the glue that holds everything together and ultimately produces revenue. Mm-hmm. Done. That's it. Yeah. I mean, no explanation needed. No, no, no example needed. Done. No. Not, oh, well, you clocked in at 9.03, seven days in a row. <laughs> Is that like the main motto of your value? It's, you know. Uh, Never be late, ever. Yeah, it's what is, what's the, what's the name of a fucking company that neither of us work for? Fucking you, FedEx, <laughs> where everyone clocks in at 9 a.m. No, I don't think that's your motto. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's usually, you know, the customer comes first. Yeah. Customer service is priority, is our number one priority, I think, is family videos. Yeah. You know, and I know all of their fucking slogans because they they did treat us like we were people yeah. for the longest they, they treated us really well for a long time and as the business has been dying out because you know the rental industry is dying unfortunately things have started to, started to tank a little bit as far as culture which is really sad and you've seen that happen 
I've watched it happen even more because I started working there in 2009 before Netflix was available for streaming. So, you know, it's like (laughs) I've really seen it. That place was amazing to work for. And it has slowly started to to decline because as the money goes down, people start to panic and the fist starts to get tighter. So it is what it is. But we're talking, of course, about thriving companies here. So and at the time they were thriving and they were doing great. I loved working there. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. I mean, it's it's a fun place to work. Definitely better than where I work now. Um, okay. So next. So let's talk about some solutions because okay. we always want to talk about how we can fix it. We don't just want to bitch on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk about how we can fucking fix it. Okay. Uh-huh. Which we've kind of delved into a little bit in all of these examples here. But so the biggest solution. Ready? Mm-hmm. It's just one. Okay. It starts at the fucking top exactly it starts at the it goes all the way to the top (laughs) it starts at the top start with trusting people first earn people's respect yeah don't demand it earn people's respect by leading by example being compassionate to your people's circumstances give your people development opportunities respect the way people like to get their work done Mm -hmm. encourage autonomy of decision making and let people be themselves Exactly. Race, religion, sexual preference, gender, background. Who cares? Let people be themselves. Exactly. Final thought and then we'll be done. Okay. Okay. Toxic cultures can share prices to can share prices to drop. Wait, what? Sorry. Blah, blah. Didn't even read that right. Okay, sorry. There's a lot of wine. And it's <laughs> delicious. Mm. Oh, it's so good. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. Okay. Toxic cultures cause share prices to drop and profits to plummet. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at spreadsheets and accountants for answers, look at your people. Your people are what cause profits to go up or down. Exactly. Identify the problems of your company's culture. Own them and then become obsessed with asking your people how you can change them. Look at that keyword. Not how you can stay the same and get different people. Yeah. What is it? How you can change. Change. Yeah. How you can change. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking scary. Yeah. But that's what you have to do. Show that you're, you're willing to change. Position. Yes. Yeah. Leadership is all about change. Mm-hmm. It's all about innovating. It's all about doing things differently to make it continually change and improve and be better. Exactly. Then here's the kicker. Implement the changes. <laughs> yeah. Don't just get a bunch of feedback and then not do anything about and it. And then say, oh, your feedback is great. We'll do something about it sometime. And then never do anything differently. Because guess what? You'll be labeled as a liar and no one will trust you. Yep. I mean, when you're working on school assignments and your teacher says, hey, you did this this way this time and I'm taking off points this time. Next time, do it a different way. This is how you can fix that problem. Do you continue to do the same shit? No. And look for... You change it. Yeah. And hope for a different grade? No. You fucking change it. Yeah. (laughs) And you make it better. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way you can grow is by changing. Exactly. That's the only way any of us can grow in any aspect of our lives. Fight toxic work cultures by making your company transform into being culture first. Mm-hmm. It starts with people. Yeah. But bam! 
Describe my hand gesture. <laughs> no, that uh, was a big old jerk suck off. It. Yeah, it was a big yeah. old suck it and a jerk off hands at the same time. Ba bam! Oh man, I love that article because yeah, it's it so good. validating. Because it just under I understand why I'm so miserable. Because yeah. before I found this article, I was just like I I hate it and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I couldn't put my finger on it, and then this actually articulated it. Yeah, that actually pinpoints the exact problems so that people who maybe are in management can read that and say oh shit that's what i'm doing wrong yeah and you know what it's all about trust it's about investing in your people and not making them prove themselves to you as an asset you hire them to be an asset so treat them as an asset and if they don't act like an asset you get rid of them exactly or you go you reinvent or you revisit it uh, depending on the situation of course you revisit it and you train them you make them better mm-hmm. that's it yeah Invest in your people and your profits go up. That's how it works. Exactly. Because people only want to work for you if they respect you and love you. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to That's figure it. out. Yeah. That is it. End of story. Mm-hmm. There's so much debt out there that proves it. I don't know why nobody, bu- why people aren't buying into it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Overworked and underpaid does not a profit make. <laughs> not a sustainable one. No. <laughs> nope. I got fired up. We need a break. Yeah, I need to pee. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, um, your article was perfect. Sweet! And... I'm so glad! (laughs) (laughs) It hit a lot of the stuff that my article did. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) You knew knew this article, though. Like, (laughs) I sent this to you before, right? Mm Mm-mm. No? Mm Mm-mm. Oh. Whoops. No. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought I, you were one of the people I'd send it to. Like, I literally read it and then sent it to everyone I worked with. Oh, no. Um, If you did, it's been... It it's was been a minute. June. Yeah. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there are a few things on this article that I do want to hit, and then I found some interesting true stories. Oh, yay. Okay. So, Sweet. that's what I was Googling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> while, while you were I was talking. Because <laughs> I was like... Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I had everything in my background. <laughs> How dare I? <laughs> no, but you did. You did an amazing job. So well, thank you. I love that article. I just think it's perfectly, w- it's beautiful and succinct and. Yeah, it works. It just hit on everything. So um, I'm pulling a little bit from 19 Signs Your Work Environment is Toxic and Affecting You Negatively by Raven Ishik. Ishik. Yeah. All right. And, Nailed it. Um, Again, there are 19 of them. Carrie hit a bunch of them. Um, like, like your boss has poor leadership skills. Um, another one that I wanted to kind of add is your colleagues are unprofessional. Um, so, like, if your fellow employees don't take their job seriously or they love to spread rumors, it might be t- time to talk yeah. to HR or hit the road. That was, that was, that was addressed as well. And that yeah. comes from bad management, yep. honestly. Or, you know... A failing of HR mm-hmm. as well. Exactly. Um, and if you started to become more aware of the red flags, if you're seeing red flags, you are probably seeing red flags. Yes. <laughs> uh, like it, That's fair. Don't don't make yourself feel crazy. Yeah. Just be if like. If it feels like a red flag, like feel, trust yeah. your gut, I guess is what you're saying. Trust that feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but when you first start a job, you get all excited. Yes. Um, Everything but, seems rosy and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but keep in mind that these environments only tend to get worse. Yes. So if you're starting to become more aware of things, it's not 
going to get better unless serious change happens. Yes. And that's very hard. Yes. Um, of course, your boss doesn't support you. Your boss is preventing you from growing. Uh, and another one is just you're not as happy as you used to be. Yeah. Um, In so, a job that you should love. Exactly. Yeah. Is I should say, you know, mm-hmm. if it's something that you're, you know, you hate it anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if you hate talking to customers and you're having to talk to customers every day, that couldn't, that might not be because the management's bad. It could be because you're in the wrong position. Exactly. You know, so, and a, if it's a job that you should love by all the counts and be, it should be the perfect job for you. Mm-hmm. And you're still not happy because of the environment that's surrounding you, then it's a big, that's a big old red flag. Yes. Exactly. And because that's um, how I feel about my job. Mm-hmm. Like I should this should be the perfect job for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. This should be where I work. Yeah. But it's hard when you're getting screamed at and or just treated like I don't matter yeah. and you know I don't know. There's just everything on the list. You mm-hmm. know, it's hard when everything on the list is happening around you all the time. Yeah. Um, also, if your gut's telling you to leave, you're constantly getting sick, uh, your personal life has taken a nosedive, like, it's seriously yeah. affecting you. Um, that was what happened in my last job, actually. My mm-hmm. husband was like, listen, you've been an asshole lately, <laughs> uh, like, for no reason. That's so, this next point. Yeah. Your friends and family are noticing a difference in your character. Yes. Uh, that's huge. Yeah. And especially if you're talking about work and everyone around you is telling to get the fuck out. Yeah. That's what's been happening to me lately. Yep. Um, you're not feeling respected, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, your employer encourages competitive conflict. While a little bit of competition can be healthy, you don't want to surround yourself in an environment similar to the Hunger Games. No. No, you don't. Your time boundaries are not being respected. So, like, if you're needing off for the certain day and you've asked off a month in advance, there's no reason why you should not be off that day. Yep. Like, that is... Especially if no one has to fill in for your job. Like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay me. Again, like, you don't have to pay me. Just let me be off so I can live my fucking life. I deserve more than seven days off in a year. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's bad. So, if your boss encourages bad behavior or communicate poorly, that can also lead to toxicity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a big issue. Yeah, and finally... And they don't see, they don't see the problem is, yeah. is the big thing there. There's a lot of narcissism involved. And, you know, probably just like a cycle there mm-hmm. where it's like, well, this is what I've seen. And why would I look into no one's, you know, because no one feels safe to, to actually express themselves. They don't know that there's a problem with the way they're communicating. Mm-hmm. So exactly because no one's told them that what they're doing is we can't. hateful. Yeah, we'll get argued into a corner and told why we're wrong. Like I mean, yeah, it's exactly. just yeah. So um, that was that was my list. I just kind of wanted to go through some of those things and discuss yeah, 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 them. Yeah. Um, and this other list of five people sharing their toxic experiences. Or sorry, I'm drunk. Five people um, sharing their shocking experiences of being in a toxic work environment. Uh, It's from metro.co.uk. And it's by Taryn Bassey. So, um... And it's so, I mean, that shows. Like, it's not just here. mm Mm-hmm. UK means United Kingdom. Yes. (laughs) It's in other places, too. 
Um, and these people, all their names have been um, changed, reduced to like letters. So this is LJW's work environment, uh, which made her anxiety and eating disorder even worse. Oh, fuck. I worked in an advertising agency for 18 months and it destroyed me. Oh, my God. My eating disorder and anxiety went through the roof with the bitchiness and crazy expectations from the females. Hang on just a sec. Let me pause mm-hmm. for a second. Yeah. This is not the place where I work currently is not the only place where I have experienced a toxic work environment. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I'm no longer a teacher is also because of the toxicity that exists in a culture of teachers and and not necessarily just at the school where I work. It happens everywhere because of the lack of appreciation, the underpaid, the over expectations and all kinds of crazy shit that happens to teachers too. Mm -hmm. So I'm not just shitting on the place where I work. Like, don't get me wrong. And you know, I, I, and I don't want to shit on the place that Mm -hmm. I work because I should enjoy, I'd enjoy my job. Yeah. The environment is what makes me sick. Mm-hmm. And I was experiencing similar things when I was a teacher. I would go in on Monday and literally get a fever and feel like I was going to vomit. Oh. Every Monday. Yeah. It was awful. Well, I had um I had teachers at my high school who would not go and eat lunch with the other teachers because they knew it was just going to be 30 minutes of them talking shit about students. Yeah, that's how I was. I would eat in my room. Yeah, I had a lot of teachers eating in their room, and they but would open their... Would, but then you don't get a... Uh, you don't really get a break, because you're still, like, in there looking at your email, and... No, and, like, the teachers that did that would sometimes, most of the time, actually open up their classroom for students who oh, were yeah. having trouble eating in the lunchroom because people were being awful. I used to they eat could... in the classroom when I was a student, too, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I I ended up having to do that, too, so that I could eat on days that I felt comfortable enough to eat. Yeah. Um, Because Carrie and I talked about this when we recorded last. Like, I, I mean. You were bullied and you couldn't eat. You didn't Mm -hmm. feel like, you didn't feel safe to eat. No. So I just like, and like, not only was I getting that shit from my family growing up, I was getting it from other kids. Yeah. So I just wouldn't eat around people. Yeah. Yeah. Not that my mom ever said anything to me about that. It was other members of my family. Yes. Um. Who I'm not still in contact with. Yes, and it's, it was hard to make that choice because you do want to talk to adults. You do want to get that interaction. But at the same time, you don't want it to be toxic. No. Toxicity just feeds that. And because, you know, teachers are so underappreciated and so underpaid. And now their pensions are fucked because our governor was a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's just a lot going on. Like, it just... I miss it all the time, but I can't function in that. I know I can't function for my own mental health. I cannot function in that environment. Mm -hmm. And because of the way education is treated in our country, that's unfortunately the culture at every school. Yeah. In some way or another. Mm -hmm. So. Exactly. I just didn't want people to think I was just being a bitch. So. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll, I'm going to start this over. No, sorry. Um, It's okay. Um, LJW's work environment made her anxiety and eating disorder even worse. I worked in an advertising agency for 18 months and it destroyed me. My eating disorder and anxiety went through the roof with the bitchiness and crazy expectations from the females. Then I tried to be one of the guys, but they only partied, so alcohol dependency kicked in too. It was horrid. The whole place was an ego battleground. Leaving was the best gift I could have ever given myself. Wow. Um, and SM was told she deserved a good spanking from her CEO male boss. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I went to my boss with a marketing proposal for a discount email. It was something he had previously approved. Then he decided he didn't want to go ahead with it on the day it was due to be sent because sales were looking fairly strong. But now rain had started to really impact sales, so I went to him suggesting we put it into action again. He got very irate at the proposal, began to shout, and came out with the following sentence that left me completely lost for words. If you ever come to me with a proposal of this sort of lazy marketing again, you can bring your fucking resignation letter with you. Resignation letter. Resignation. Ah, fuck up. (laughs) It's okay. I know. You can bring your fucking resignation letter with you. Letter with you. Wow. (laughs) Bring it later. (laughs) Hold on. I'm going to restart. Your resignation later. (laughs) Take three. (laughs) I can't. I can't say this because I could never say this. Yes. Your, like, body is rejecting it. Yeah. Um, if you ever come to me with a proposal of this sort of lazy marketing again, you can bring your fucking resignation letter with you and some KY jelly as you're more or less asking me to bend over and get fucked. Oh, shit. Another what? Yep. Another time I had a single day of holiday booked in before a new store opening. It had been signed off and at the time the store opening date had not been confirmed. The day before my holiday, holiday means vacation. Yeah. For those of you who don't understand British lingo. <laughs> the day before my holiday was due to take place, he said I deserved a good spanking for booking time off. What in the fuck? Though it was Okay, said- it's inappropriate to tell any adult that they deserve a good spanking unless you have consented to that in your bedroom. Yep. Who tells someone they deserve a good spanking in a work environment? A CEO with an ego problem. What the fuck? Yeah. So Christian Grey, sorry, I'm being an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's that okay. Was uncalled for and judgmental of me. <laughs> but I mean, tell me I'm wrong. No. <laughs> but I mean, he also didn't just say that to any of his employees. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm employees. just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he had the decency to only say he it. He did to it in the bedroom. <laughs> in his bedroom mates. Yeah. His bedroom mates. His bedroom mates. His mates in the bedroom. <laughs> Though it was said with a I'll sleazy be- grin oh, as if in jest, it made Sorry. me distinctly uncomfortable. <laughs> and well, another- yeah, it made you uncomfortable. Yeah. It's fucked. And another time while a couple of colleagues and I were standing around a desk, he said, hmm, I never noticed you had such a nice bum before. <gasps> no. I was wearing black jeans and a baggy shirt, so not flaunting. It was totally uncalled for. That's I blushed awful. Mm-hmm. I blushed horrendously and tried to ignore it. SM left due to the My, environment. I work for someone who once dared me to lick someone's neck for twenty dollars. No. Yep. And I was like, first of all, I'm not that cheap. Second of all, no. Gross. I'm fucking married, you yeah. dick. Like. <laughs> wow. No. Yep. Isn't that fun? Yep. Isn't it fun? SM left. Also, my coworker told a story of being sexually assaulted and he laughed. Oh my God. Because he thought it was funny. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. Life is so great. SM left due to the environment and shared that the CEO had been banned from working in the office, but after the company went into administration, they were able to find a way around this ban ban by changing the name of the business. Oh my god, that is so fucked! Yep. What the hell? Yep. 
SP needed three months to recover from the trauma of her toxic work environment. I'm a journalist who worked in a national newsroom, and I was so depressed after working in a toxic environment for seven years that I quit my job in a last-ditch attempt to save my sanity. After I quit, I went to the doctor who said my stress levels were dangerously high and I was going to cause myself long-term physical and mental health damage. I needed three months to recover from the trauma before I could face going back to work. Holy shit. I am still in the same profession now. Yeah. I'm still in the same profession now, but I chose to work for for companies that take better care of their employees, and now I work much better hours, don't allow anyone to make me feel pressured, and I am open with my colleagues if I am struggling to cope. That's awesome. Now I put myself first, and I am no longer a people pleaser. I love it. Yeah. Love, I love it. One. I'm glad that she had the luxury of that too, though. Like some of us don't have the luxury of finding a better. Like it's hard to fucking find a job. Exactly. Like that, unfortunately, mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. So, it's amazing that she was able to have that kind of standard. Yeah. You remember that episode of The Office where Stanley had a heart attack? Yes. And <laughs> yes. He's just got a talking head where he's like, "I'm going to die." Yeah, I mean, My doctor says if I can't find a way to relate more positively to my surroundings, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. (laughs) God, okay, this one's bad. Um, Oh, no. RC found herself. This one's bad. What have we been doing so far? (laughs) It's all bad. This one just... Wow. Wow. R.C. found herself drinking neat gin at 8 a.m. to cope. Sorry, R.C.? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyone who's familiar with Kentucky knows what that... We'll get that joke. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Sorry, I made you miss you, please. <laughs> it's okay. The company had fired five people in the space of three months, and complaints had been received about the founders being bullies. A general culture of fear was spread throughout the staff to ensure that they didn't say a word out of place or leave. Yep. Due to this fear, I started working longer hours to try and get more work because I was afraid of being fired. I became so exhausted so that I was... Your savings, like, built up or whatever? Yeah. I became so exhausted that I was producing 50% less work than the typical 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. day. Mm-hmm. This led to me canceling on plans with friends because my confidence was so low, and weekends were spent in bed with a cloudy head and feelings of utter despair. The nail in the coffin for me was when I started drinking neat gin at 8 a.m. due to the utter dread I had about getting on the tube and heading to work. Whoa! Neat gin? Yeah. Oh, that's fucked. At 8 a.m. You're not supposed to... Okay, also, yes, at 8 a.m. That's that's really bad, but also, you're not supposed to drink gin straight. (laughs) No. Ever. (laughs) It's literally invented to be mixed with other things. Yeah. Oh, no. You might as well drink jet fuel. Oh, yeah. The worst thing about a toxic job is that no one around you tells you to leave immediately. You can have a terrible relationship and friends and family will scream to leave. You can have a damp house that's caving in and those same people will do anything to stop you from going back home. Mm -hmm. But a job, that's something you need to try to carry on with because you can't just leave your job. How will you pay for your rent? Exactly. Preach, sister. Mm -hmm. After too much gin, too many tears, and sleepless nights full of worry and nearly heading for some professional help, it was time to leave. Oh, honey. Even though it was, er, even though it has been three months, I'm still affected by it all. I can honestly say it was the most toxic environment I've ever been in, and I would not wish it on anyone. Wow. Uh, this is one that has her full name on here. Um, Don't do it. 
but I'm not going to, no. Um, we'll just call her D. Um, and felt that she was not seen or heard in her work environment. In my late 30s, I worked in an extremely toxic environment. It was a contract job I was doing in an office which I had previously worked in, so I knew most of the staff. While I was there, I suffered constant bullying from one of the girls in the office. It was psychological and emotional bullying. Oh, my God. That's the worst kind. Uh, We talked about it. (laughs) There were times when I was trying to explain my side of the story, and I would feel my heart was beating so fast and loudly that I thought it would explode. I was left feeling dizzy and sick after calls I... As I had tried to explain my side of the story. Oh, my gosh. I became extremely Preach. stressed. Been there. Yep. Not here, but other places. Yep. Um, the biggest issue it brought up for me was that I felt I was not seen, nor was I heard in that office. Yes, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, although I spoke to the boss about it, I was told to play along with her and just pretty much allow her to dictate the way I did my job, which was Why? destructive to the overall company that it held up the project that I was doing and created a toxic environment for me in which you to work. You must have known something. Yep. Since that time, I've re- uh, retrained in many modalities, including training as an, in- as an assertiveness and empowerment coach. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. During my entire life, I have carried the theme of feeling not seen and not heard, and through my various studies, I have successfully eliminated the limiting beliefs and self-sabotaging ways that were, ke- that were keeping me stuck in a vicious cycle. Yes. I now work with women, helping them co-create their own reality and find their own voice. Yes! Queen! Yeah, all of them were amazing. That's like, incredible. I'm just glad that they were able to get out. Yes, definitely. I love that the, that the last one that you talked about then used her experience. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, when victims uh, or, you know, survivors of assault or of homicide attempts, things like that, then become like victims' advocates and, mm-hmm. you know. I, I like, like Elizabeth Smart. Yeah, like I love it when you use your trauma to help others. Not that always, not that that's always the case, and not everyone is able to do that. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but I I find that really a, a a very poetic ending to a lovely to a really fucked up story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that was um my segment. I just wanted to kind of go over the signs as well as some actual stories. Uh, didn't want to do a workplace shooter because we kind of already no, done that. And no, 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 and don't feel like it's the time. About. That's not yeah, what we're no. talking about. This is a much more like. Less less aggressive. This is the the insidious killer. Yeah. This is the thing that's that's hurting all of us, mm-hmm. or not all of us, but this is the thing that's hurting a lot lot of us, and a lot of people don't know why they're hurting. Yeah. Until you hear something like this, and then you're like, oh, yep. It's because you don't fucking treat trust me mm-hmm. to do the job you hired me for. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Exactly. If you didn't trust me. Why did you hire me? Yeah. That's what I keep asking myself. Mm-hmm. But you know, whatever. <laughs> is it time for a game it's that was gorgeous game. i love it yeah thank you that was great always go british man yeah <laughs> just always go british okay all right so this is our game um called if you had to by drunk stoned or stupid and pick a deck any deck my love so basically it's if you had to uh, basically it's if you had to wow the next episode is gonna be interesting you guys uh okay <laughs> so basically it's would you rather so i think it's your turn yes it is you ready um. <laughs> All right, it can't be worse than mine. Go ahead. It's it's just it's funny. Okay, good. You pick yours. <laughs> mine sucks. <laughs> you're Jesus, but no one believes you. 
This is weirdly connected in a oh. very dark way. Oh, God. You're Jesus, but no one believes you? Mm-hmm. I mean, that not that just being Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, okay, so mine is, news gets out that you're the last surviving Nazi. Oh, ah, uh, Jesus. I pick Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> always pick Jesus. Jesus is always the answer. WWJD. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope that this is something that was productive for you and that it could, um, I don't know if you're actually in a toxic environment or if you know someone who is. I'm sure you'd know someone. Everyone knows someone who is. Um, and I hope that that gives you validation and maybe, you know, red flags to look for at jobs so that you can then start job hunting and finding a place where you can actually be appreciated because, you know, the more people leave, the more they, 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 they at some point, they're going to have to change. Exactly. Or go out of business. So uh, <laughs> we definitely hope that it's been productive and that the people who needed to hear it have heard this. And uh, shout out to the Lexington Bookie. Um, definitely go over and check out her blog. Um, she's going to be working on another 10 here soon yeah. for us. We're so excited. <laughs> and we can't wait to have Amanda back. Um, if you didn't listen to the episode where we had her on, definitely go back and listen to that. Because it listen was incredible. Everything. Yes, yeah. it was so, so good. Thanks for sticking with us for 50 episodes, you yeah, guys. Yeah, that's this is crazy. Insane. This is so crazy. If you are still listening to us from the beginning, please Leave a comment on an Instagram picture or something. Just let us know because we'd love to recognize you. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please, if you like the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And we still have that drawing going for the the poster. Um, Unfortunately, my husband and I have had a lot going on lately, so we've been delayed in getting the actual image to you, and I'm so sorry, but I guarantee you he's an incredible artist. So um, I I know you can't give me blind faith on that, but (laughs) I know in my heart it's going to be an incredible poster when he gets finished with it. We've just had such an insane holiday season and such an insane last half of 2019 that it's just, we're just like both in a gridlock and we're just like, oh my God, we have spare time. Let's just stare at the wall. (laughs) So we're going to bring that back up. Um, If you've left a review already, leave us another one because that's the thing. You can leave as many as you want. So if you like us, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher um, or I think does Spotify let you? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But those are the two places we'll be looking. Leave us a five-star review on Facebook. Something like that. We love you. Thank you so much for allowing us to do this. Um, this has been the best part of our lives for the past year. Yeah. Um, it's kept me going through a lot of shit. So. Yeah, me too. It's definitely been the needed distraction and then a much needed dive into actual life that has been fascinating and it makes me feel like i'm not so i'm not just drifting yeah exactly and you know i've got um i've got a lot of support from friends Mm -hmm. i i had one of my friends who lives in louisville he texted me and he's like i just got to catch up on all of your episodes (gasps) oh shit so good and he's showing everybody that. that he works with and I like, love that so much. Yeah. And that's my hometown. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. And he's just, it made me feel so good. He texted me the other night, actually, when I was having a really rough night. And he mm-hmm. texted me that. And it was just. That's so amazing. It was so I love it so yeah. much. I love it when people text me and tell me that they love us. So um, <laughs> talk to us on social meds. Please yes, follow please. us on all the grams and all the, the books. And the Twitters. <laughs> and the um, Twitters. Yes. I don't know what Snapchat is, so sorry. We're not on that. And because uh, I'm fucking old. But we love you. We appreciate you. We see you. And we hear you. 
And remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.